Thank you for tuning in today, guys. My name is Chad Wagner. I'm the host of the Pursuit of Happiness podcast. Today, we're fortunate to be in the home of Gary McClure. He is a good friend of mine, a local here in Tyler, Texas. And uh, we're just going to take a little bit of time and get to know each other a little bit better. And what is his Pursuit of Happiness all about? Thanks for tuning in, guys. Hope you enjoy the show. And so, yeah, I don't even really have really an agenda other than, you know, like I said, I was thinking, well, what is this going to be about? The pursuit of happiness. And then I'm so into the Declaration of Independence right now with kind of where we're at in the country. And just I've always just been so fortunate with our freedom. And so it resonated with me. And I thought I'm going to call this the pursuit of happiness. And it can kind of travel down whatever road it needs to travel down because the pursuit of happiness means different things to everyone. You know, that's what we're all looking for is happiness. That's what right. the Lord wants for all of us is to be happy. He doesn't want us to be miserable. Right. You know, if you uh, look deep enough into the writings of all the forefathers, all of them based everything on God. Of course, we, we have a freedom of religion in this country, but they all have their their faith in God. And our country was basically founded on God. Right. And uh, I think it's fallen away pretty sadly in the last few years. <laughs> yeah, as I've been reading, it seemed like uh, one of them may have been somewhat of a... It wasn't in a specific religion, per se, but like... They definitely all brought it back to a divine spirit or an omnipotent presence. Right. And so that means an overall virtue of God being on here. I think that's one thing I'll agree on. They might not have all been the exact same religion, but as long as Christianity to Christ is, is the base of your religion, it's Christianity. Right. And, uh, it's all in the pursuit of happiness. And that's all God ever wanted for us, was all to be happy. Right. He doesn't like it when we're miserable. We do a lot of things to make ourselves miserable, but it's not his will. <laughs> and, and he gives us a good uh, model to go by and to be happy. We could just follow it. Just the Bible. The, the yeah, Bible. Yeah. <laughs> he mapped it out. Yeah. He, he laid it all out. And uh, it's there. You just got to read it, believe it, and live it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not easy to do <laughs> to everybody. That means you have to give up a few things. But that's what freedom's all about. Yeah, so you were about to tell me a little bit about your past and things. And I would just like to say, you know, think about over your life, what have some of your most happiest moments been? If you want to share a few of those. Uh all of them, when somebody did something really nice to me that surprised me, or when I broke down and did something nice for somebody else, gave myself to somebody else. And that wasn't that often <laughs> that I would do that. But that's what it's always been about to me, is uh, living a, a life of giving. Yeah. And uh, I was always a selfish person, so I didn't give that much. Uh, I was always angry at God, and I didn't think he had the right to expect all those things from me. And uh, as long as I had that anger, mm -hmm. he wouldn't, you know, I couldn't get close to him. So 
finally had to give up all the anger and say, you're the boss. Uh, you're going to win one way or the other. <laughs> you're going to get what you want one way or the other. So yeah. straighten up. And so I'm trying to live now in a, in a spirit of giving and love instead of uh, the ugliness that's been in my heart, trying to get it all out, replace it with his spirit. Yeah. Do you, do you think you've identified why you were angry and you've been able to get through it? Or? I had some problems being brought up over authority and the way I was raised and everything, my dad. Of course, he did the best he could, but uh, I held it against him for many years, but I finally forgave. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had some other problems in the family. A lot of us had problems. I finally forgave all of them. Uh, Non-forgiveness doesn't do any good. It's just a dark spot that stays in you. It's not good. It's not healthy. You have to finally forgive and forget, and everybody does the best they can. Yeah. Luckily, he's showing me the way, and he's leading me the right way, and I'm finally listening. That's the thing. And uh, it's a lot better to be around Christians than the people I used to hang around with, that all oh, those holy rollers just think the world's great and everything. I used to hang around. If people didn't do drugs, I wouldn't hang around with them. That was literally the way they were. But it finally decided they're not friends. They're just contacts to get drugs, you know. Right. We're all miserable, and we want to be in a miserable circle. Yeah. And uh, get to a point where you don't want to be there anymore. I think I've really found that I can tell when I have a true friend if we can speak about the unspeakable things that most people want to avoid, you know, whether it's uh, money, religion, or politics, because most people just want to fluff and talk about petty things for me, but if I can have a genuine conversation, even if we disagree, I always find that those are the people I'm attracted to. Well, I'm finding more and more that if I'm not talking about the Lord or doing his work, and I'm going the wrong direction. Um, watching TV is not the same anymore. There's nothing on there that's, that's really worth watching. <laughs> right. It's, uh, it's, there's so many things that I always thought I needed but would hurt, and they hurt your soul and your personality and, and your ability to forgive and everything. So I'm trying to avoid those things now. And, I was pretty excited when you called and said you wanted to meet, hang out. I thought, he's a darn good guy. (laughs) Well, you know, I got thinking, and and I'm far away from my family now, you know. Whenever I come over here, you guys treat me like family. And I don't want you sitting in front of the TV. (laughs) Well, anyone that shares in the Christian beliefs, we're all family. We're all one big family. We're children of God, and uh, that's the way he wants it to be. We are one big family. We're not, I'm Catholic, you're Baptist, you're Protestant. We're all children of God. May show it in different ways, but uh, I love being around Christians now. The trick is being around non-Christians and not absorbing the negative parts of it, you know, that's the trick. And it's harder for some of us than it is others, so. 
I'd much rather hang around Christian people than non-Christian people, but mm-hmm. I have to be strong enough to do both sure. and not give in, you know, not yeah. change your way of thinking and uh, let them sway you or persuade you or anything. Right. <laughs> um, you've talked to me a little bit in the past about some some of your hobbies, and I know wood has been one of them. You even used to teach woodwork and stuff. Um, tell me a little bit about that kind of avenue. Well, I've always been a woodworker at heart. Even when I was a kid, I loved wood and what wood would do. I just never had the tools or anything. When I was about 55, I guess, I got, I built a shop here back here and actually got woodworking tools and I have a full-fledged shop now. And I wish I'd have done it much, much earlier, but, uh, I just love it. I took wood shops in school and all the shops I could in school. That was the only thing I was really passionate about was all the different shops and things. Math and English and all that weren't my history weren't my, necessarily my love. But science was and, mm. and then the wood shops and uh, I love doing things like uh, building crosses and things that show I feel like I'm able to serve the Lord by doing that. Mm. And and that's my way. That's the gift he gave me. Uh, Some people have the gift of gab. They can preach. They can get their point across to others. Some of us aren't that good at that. And uh, so we serve God in different ways. And that's how I serve God is woodwork. And I love doing it. Mm. I've made hundreds of crosses and I wish I had a reason to make hundreds more (laughs) (laughs) because I enjoy a piece of me goes in every one of them, you know, a piece of my heart. And uh, that's just a way of expressing myself. And I love doing that. This is Bondo. Yeah, this is our stray dog we picked up seven or eight years ago. We're trying to figure out how old he is. I think he's about eight. There's a lot of strays out here in this area, for sure. We've got two just since we've been here. <laughs> it's not too far from here where everybody dumps their dogs, kind of leaving town, and you can go out there and find them everywhere. I probably dumped one or two in my life that came up here and didn't get along with the other ones, and yeah. I'd move them on down the road, let somebody else try to find them. But uh, I thank the Lord for him every day that we found each other. He needed me, and I needed him at the time. We're the best of buds. Yep, yep. <laughs> and he loves people. He just absolutely loves people. He's taught me to love people, as a matter of fact. He's a very trusting dog, and that's what I've tried to become, a very trusting person. I, I had I always just think weird thoughts, but I, I was thinking one night that dogs don't sin. You know, I was thinking like, in my mind, like dogs are angels in some form or another. They come here, they help us emotionally. You know, they've got a spirit of some kind. I don't know how it works out, but well, if you special. have a dog and he doesn't do your heart good, there's something wrong because they'll do anything for you. <laughs> like Jesus did everything. He gave his life for us. Uh, he lived his whole life for us. That's the way a dog is. They have to be nurtured. They're, they they come from in nature from they're a pack animal. They mm-hmm. have to have other animals around. With that not being the case, then they have to have people around. We take the place of other animals, but they'll do anything for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it makes you realize 
what you're holding back that you're not giving, <laughs> or me anyway. I've got so much more to give than I'm giving. And that's what it's all about, giving the love and not just expecting love in return. Uh, I guess the hardest part of that is uh, giving to those who tend to make you angry, and uh, that's that's the hardest part of giving. You have to give to them too. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had a brother that lived on the street, and he died, and uh, I literally gave up on him the last couple of years of his life and didn't want to talk to him because there was just no help in him. And I couldn't deal with it. I couldn't deal with his neediness. And I feel so, I felt guilty ever since he died about that. Yeah. And I'll never be able to go back and change it. Right. And uh, so I don't want that to happen again. If somebody needy comes up, I don't want to say, no, I'm not going to help you because right. I've got so much to give. You're welcome to share it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way I that's why I'm trying to live my life now. Yeah, I'm with you. I've been just, you know, my path is pretty new um, and, and learning about uh, tithing and things like that. In fact, growing up as a kid in Utah, that was a big part of the culture was the Mormon, the Mormons and the tithing. And that was, to me, a kind of a turnoff because even the young kids that I work with, that I hang out with, they say, oh, yeah, 10% of my paper route goes to the church. And I'm and that's how I'm going to heaven or something like that. And I just didn't understand that. But now I'm trying to understand it. Um, and one thing that I've applied is, because I really don't attend a church per se, but I've been setting money aside so that I have this little bucket of money. And that way when the opportunity appears, I don't have to question, well, can I afford to give them? Right. I just that. go. You know, and that's I, your give money. And I'll, I've had two experiences already, then that has brought me so much joy because they don't even know that I'm giving in these situations. I just make it anonymous, and I know, you know, this is going to help them. Hopefully, they'll kind of think about it. The great thing about that, the more of that you do, the more joy it brings you. Yeah, the more joy it brings our Father in heaven. And like I say, He wants to see us all happy. And so you learn to do things that you didn't think would make you happy, but you do it in the spirit that it will. And it just multiplies and grows. And uh, You know, there's a saying, it takes more muscles to frown than it does to smile. Why don't we all just smile and get along <laughs> and accept each other? I don't necessarily, may not necessarily agree with what you're doing, but you're still a brother of mine in Christ. And, he he put life into all of us, and so uh, somewhere along the line, maybe we'll realize our mistakes and forgive others. I know I made my share, and people forgave me, overlooked them, and mm-hmm. tried to show me my errors. And this particular woman I'm married to here has uh, done more for my heal my spirit than anything. I feel like she's probably an angel sent from heaven here, here to watch over me. <laughs> I could second that. Yeah, I feel like um, I appreciate my wife more than more than I ever had before, and you know that relationship. And it brings me joy to see her out there in the garden doing what she loves. That brings me joy. Exactly. So that's like what I live for right now. Watching. Other people be joyful. 
And it's not that hard to make some of these people joyful that aren't. Uh, the smallest little things sometimes will make a difference in their life. A little kindness, a little word here and there, a little uh, nudge of encouragement, whatever. It's not that hard. It's really not that hard. We just have to dig in and pull it out of us. It's there. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's not right to keep it hidden. Keep all that love hidden in there. Where would we be if God had hidden all his love? He wouldn't have sent his son, Christ, to save us. So it's a learning experience, a learning curve. And uh, I've always felt like, even through my drugs and alcohol, that the Lord had a purpose for me. I don't know what it was. I'm still not sure what it is. But I'm going to. I'm looking forward to him letting me know exactly what it is. And when the time comes, he will. In the meantime, I'm trying to grow up a little bit. Yeah. I've been married 47 years, and I think I'm going to be a man one of these days. Well, got to figure it out. <laughs> well, I know what it takes to make her happy now. <laughs> I didn't before, but I do now. But uh, what makes other people happy, you'll find makes you happy. So. Yeah. Well, I'd like to help you continue your journey if I can in any way. I mean, have you thought about ways you could serve, whether it's talking to people or maybe teaching them how to work with wood? Or... I serve in different ways. Um, I've been a woodworking teacher before, but I got annoyed by the kids because they wanted to come to my class and goof off. Yeah. <laughs> and I got frustrated with them and gave that up. Uh I currently uh, cook on a soup kitchen once once a week, and that's my current way of uh, giving back. Yeah. It's cooking for others. Uh, I'm looking for more ways, though. I'm always looking, Lord, you know what my specialty is, what I'm good at. Yeah. Show me. And I'm looking for more ways right now to uh, give, and, and it may just be... Uh, meaning something to somebody else. I don't know. Being a friend in Christ, I don't know. But however I can, that's the goal. And like I say, I know he's got a purpose for me. Mm -hmm. And so I'm constantly asking that purpose. And I may save somebody real important someday. You never know. (laughs) You don't know what the Lord has planned. You just know you, you need to listen to him. Yeah. Well, like I was telling you, I'm in between jobs right now, and I wish I could just not have to find a job and just go out and serve. And I know that could possibly be possible down the road, but I do have some obligations. You could be led that way. Ask and you will receive. Yeah. We're recording over here, buddy. No, I'm listening to her advice for a minute. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's ways that I can make an income while serving, I'm sure. When I had a job, I was not good at it because I was not serving God. I wasn't doing anything in his name. Anything you do in his name is going to turn out good for you. And if you don't do it in his name... It probably won't turn out good for you. And my jobs didn't. I, I got burnout out of them and different things. But mm-hmm. uh, I think I expect too much out of people. 
But if you're not given 100% of yourself, how can you expect somebody else to give 100%? So, right. It all boils down to living through Christ and in Christ and in His name and living a holy life that makes you happy. Amen. <laughs> Basically, it's a pretty simple when you put it in a certain way. <laughs> it's not easy to do, but it's a simple theory. And uh, finding out how to be that simple is the key to it, I think. But uh, one more question, then we'll, we'll wrap up the video. We'll keep talking. But what are you most excited about right now? I'm most excited about what God has planned for me right now. And uh, I've still got some ugly things inside that I'm trying to get him to help me get out. But just very excited about the rest of my life, what he has planned for me. Um, I haven't lived life like that. And, uh, you can't make yourself happy by living life for yourself. You have to live it through him. And that's making me happy. And I'm excited about it. I'm finally getting there. Yeah. Um, I may have my troubles in heaven because it took me so long to get here, but point is you do finally get there. And, yeah. and that's what I'm excited about being able to serve the Lord. It, it's a joyous thing. It's not, Oh, I'm going out of my way. I don't like doing this. I love doing it. Right. You know? And that's, that's something I never had before. Yeah. Amen to that, my man. People like you just make it uh, more enjoyable and pleasurable. Yep. Awesome. Thank you for tuning in. We really hope you're enjoying the show. Don't forget we're on Rumble. We're on Fountain. Start streaming some sats. Show some love. And thanks again, everyone.